Welcome to Go Into All the World. I am Manuel Rodriguez with your host with Gary Greffenhagen. We'll begin the program with a story that actually became a testimony. Is that right, Gary? It did become a testimony. Come on, somebody. I like that. <laughs> well, you know, we've talked about how important it is to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Yes. And I want to give you an example, a couple examples of one main one and a couple side ones about God's goodness and kindness uh, and how the Holy Spirit expressed. He kind of led me, if you would. He kind of spoke to me and go now or do this. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I spent the weekend in California. I came back very early Monday morning. I had like four hours of sleep. Had to do a tennis match, clean house, you know, tennis coach. And had to fill out forms, then go to practice. Well, in between all this, I called a congressman's office. And I'd called them before, but I had to follow up. Or I wanted to follow up. And there's a family, okay, from outside the U.S. that had been here for eight years. And they applied for the green card eight years ago, and it's not come. And again, that is not normal. Maybe a year at the most of okay, right. stuff. And I know Manny probably knows about it too. Yeah. But anyways, uh, when I called on Monday, the staffer gave me the name of another staffer who kind of works on this immigration or works on immigration and citizenship cases. Mm-hmm. Well, I texted her and she says better to text and didn't have much time. And we texted a little bit and da 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 But we didn't set up a meeting and it didn't seem like it was going to work right away. Well, anyways, the next day I had to go buy Social Security, um, which is, of course, in a federal building. Um, I did a few loads of laundry. I was cleaning, again, kind of recovering from my trip and getting ready. That This is the first week of our tendencies as far as matches and things like that. But inside of my spirit, I just felt the Holy Spirit said, go to Social Security right now. Mm. Go right now. You know, you've got to go. It was like 10, 1030. So I went there. I get into Social Security. And there's like tons of people. Wow. There's another guy with me. It's like a Monday. There's normally not so many people there. <laughs> but I thought, well, I'm not going to stay. But what happened when I walked through the door, I realized this is where the congressman's office is. I looked at the address. Of course, it's a federal building. So they have different, you know, the senators and people have an office there. And so it turned out his office was right down, you know, one floor down from Social Security. Mm. So anyways, I went there. I knocked in the door and praise God, the girl, the lady that handles immigration, she was there. Oh, wow. The staffer said she's going to meet with you. She's got some time. And praise God, brother and sister, it was wonderful. We sat there and we talked. She pulled up the case notes, okay? And she said to me, you know, before I can finalize this inquiry, I got to get some more information. She said, well, let me, let me talk to you about this family. This is lady that's kind of underneath this lady's name. Is she the wife? And this is her husband and kids. I said, no, it's actually the daughter because she's the one that speaks the best English. Okay. Mm-hmm. And again, when you have a family from outside, they don't speak great English. They don't understand these things. But the girl, well, they've been there eight years, so the girl had been through high school, so she knew enough English and how to do the online stuff. And long story short, her phone number had also gotten mixed up. Okay, They had a wrong phone number for her. So praise God, here we are. I'm sitting in this office and say 15, 20 minutes, everything that needs to be straightened out will be. And she said, Gary, I'll call this girl because I got to get a little bit more information before I final, finalize this inquiry. Right. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go outside. Maybe I'll call the daughter. I just felt, I'll just wait till I get home to call the daughter. Let her know this lady's going to call. Well, praise God. By the time I got home, maybe 10, 15 minutes, this staffer was already on the phone with the daughter. Wow. And praise God. She has got all the details. Mandy, she got all the details she needed. And she filed the case. Wow. So what that means that we were talking about for these people applied eight years ago and this application is sitting somewhere. And this lady, this lady from the staffer from 
Congressman Moore's office is asking to follow up or whoever to follow up and find out where this case is, what's going on with right. the case. So again, they were able to file it because I had to have that meeting. So the Holy Spirit drove me down there, if you would, led me down there just at the right time when she had the time to see me and dotted, dotted, doubt. And, you know, I've mentioned a couple other things, and Manny may have a story or two, but, you know, I, I told you, or I've mentioned the story, I was in a convenience store, and I felt this angel just yelled at me, or so spoke quite loudly, switch lines, you know. And I went from one line to pay for a drink that I had to another line, and the cashier happened to be an LDS girl, had a bunch of questions, because she had just gone to a Christian church with her boyfriend and wanted me wanted to talk about it. Well, I've been to the church that she went to. So that's why the Holy Spirit. And then I asked her some questions the difference between Christianity and LDS. Another time, I, I after after I used to teach it or after I work, I would go do tennis lessons. Okay. And one day I always kind of pray when I got done with work and I'm free. I've worked my eight hours and now I've got a little time. Maybe God has something for me to do, you know. Right. And so one day I remember I prayed, I just felt the Holy Spirit said, Go to the first convenience store on your route to the tennis, you know, tennis the tennis courts. And so I kind of knew, I got off the freeway, so okay, I, this is the first one on, in route to it. I get there, there's a girl sitting there, she's smoking, she's playing, <laughs> she's playing loud, you know, kind of like, you know, we'll say loud music, okay, maybe heavy metal, I'm not sure what it was. I tried to witness her, and I thought, well, it didn't go too well, plus the smoke, it was getting in my face, so I'm going to, anyway, I just left the track for her and didn't think much of it. I ran in the store, realized I forgot my wallet, I had to go back to my car, Okay, and when I came back in, pay for a drink, the lady goes, you don't have to pay for the drink. I said, well, I said, that girl over there paid for it. It was the girl from the car. Oh, wow. And praise God, man, I went in there, and I said, you know, that was very nice of you and stuff. And I said, I just left your Bible track, and I'm a Christian. She goes, well, I'm a Christian, too, you know. And she said, I, I, I'm just from Kansas, and I have no idea. I, I really need to find a good church, but I don't know what to do or where to go. Well, I know that area very well. I know three or four churches in the area. I've actually been at least one of them, and I almost knew the pastor's name and what time they started. So here, God sent me to somebody that needed, okay, that needed to know about churches, and I was a person that knew about churches mm -hmm. in the area. Again, if we're, if we're, if you want to call it that sensitive, the Lord, the Holy Spirit will speak. And I'll say one more example. There was a girl, a big five, that I wanted to witness to, and it was like 4th of July weekend where everybody goes in with their coupons and stuff. Yeah, right. And I was thinking, oh, I should probably be busy. You know, usually have a bunch of people around them. And, or no, it was Black Friday. I know. That's what it was. Okay. Black Friday. And I was sitting there, and, my house, and all of a sudden I felt like, go to Big Five right now. It was about 9.30 or so. So it wasn't like 5 in the morning or whatever they opened and stuff. But I went there, and you know what? That, that lady, the one I wanted to witness to was a girl. She was totally free. There was nobody around. There wow. people in the store, but I had plenty of time to witness. Praise God. So praise God. So anyways. As kind of summarize the story, I, I went, I went to Social Security. Well, that part didn't work, but importantly, I, I got into the congressman's office. Okay, yeah. I met the staffer. I clarified who the daughter was. I gave her the daughter's correct phone number, and the call was made. And again, people listening, I just encourage you listen for the Holy Spirit because here's a family that spent eight years waiting for a green card. Wow. And I know the husband. He, he mentioned me. He lost one job. It was actually a federal job. Because he didn't have his green card, they wouldn't, it couldn't, or wouldn't hire him because he didn't have it. All right, and and unfortunately, by the way, he actually just lost his job. I think he was working for a company, the job that he has now, because the company closed. So already they're, they're under a bit of a pressure because 
you know, if that green cars, they probably would have better jobs. You know, the wife works two jobs. So they're, they're out there, you know, really putting themselves out. But again, the Lord opened the door, okay? So speak, move on from our ordeal, move on from this difficult, you want to call it situation or, or, or trial and stuff. Right. Because I was sensitive to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit spoke. You know, these stories illustrate two points that Gary was talking about. Listen carefully. Be obedient to the Lord. Amen. We will, he will lead us. I'm sorry. He will. And direct our path. You know, this right now, it, it reminds me of that scripture, faith is now. Faith is now. Right, right. So in other words, faith is active and you're listening to the Holy Spirit. He says, right now, Gary, go. And, right. and you went to, to, to the office. And uh, the second thing that, that, that we must be is be steadfast in prayer. And for me, steadfast, this, it, 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 I was sharing with the team last week where we need to be strong in prayer. Be steadfast means to be strong in prayer. This family, you know, they came to the U.S. Uh, to avoid, you know, them being persecuted, uh, you know, as a, right. as a Christians, you know, there in their, in their faith. And that never gave up hope. They never gave up. So they kept working. They kept believing uh, things would get better again without the green card and we know this already i know a bunch of people that always fighting and unfortunately they they get misled and and they don't get their green card so but some door can close but when you do it god's way like gary said the holy spirit said right now so um they mentioned that they, uh, to, to Gary, that they needed help, who knew what to do. So Gary was led by the Holy Spirit. The Lord led him, and God gets all the glory. And we keep you, we will keep you up more updated on this story because this, this is good, Gary, and it's powerful. Just, just, just so people understand how this happened, we were just casually talking one day. I don't know if I was over their apartment or what over we were at Sam's Club one day and I actually took the daughter out to just not to drive and showing how to drive. But some somebody just casually mentioned to me about the green card. Because mm-hmm. I'd known him for a month or two to run I socialized. I just kinda know him casually on the side. But anyway, that's how it came about. So a victory came about just because they casually mentioned it. And so when Manny was talking about being steadfast in prayer, you don't know when these doors are gonna open. No, we don't know. They didn't know that they mentioned green card to me that something was going to happen. Right. I don't even remember the context of why, how we got there. But once they did, like you said, I knew what to do. You know, I, I lived in the States, da 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 da. And then the Holy Spirit takes over and said, Gary, go now. You make your calls. You call the congressman. You got some idea what's going on. The daughter had gone online and filled out the request. Um, they had to name me as petitioner. All these things that had to happen. But when crunch time came, when I had to see that staffer, God opened the door. You know, Gary, I have to mention this. Last week, there was a family mm-hmm. at church, uh, and I think I think they're from India. And, and with two kids, came up to us for prayer about a green card. Really? So I think there's a connection here. So I'm waiting in anticipation, praying for this couple. Uh, his name is BJ. Uh, that's the, the, the dad's name. I forgot the wife and the kid's okay. name. But. Uh, but for BJ's family, we're praying that 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 they they would get their prayer answered and they would get this green card Amen. and and get to work. And, you know, America is the only place that you could come and be in America. And you could go to Germany or Japan, but you can't be Japanese. Yeah. Hello, somebody. 
And then, but America is the only place you could come in and and seek refuge and get citizenship and you right. become a an American. That, that's just so powerful. I just thought to share that with you guys because we need prayer. We need for you guys to pray for us and pray for these people that God will open the doors and He uses people like Gary, and myself, to pray or to do something. Sometimes it's both. You know what I mean? You do something and pray. You pray and do something. You know. You know another thing, listeners, is that. Many are talking about helping people get a green card. You know, Jesus said, go into all the world. It's not just, just if you want to call it that, about preaching the gospel, okay? And yes, we want to preach, we want to teach, make disciples, we want to lay hands on the sick. But sometimes you get involved with just, I call it practical needs. Right. And there's people out there that maybe the family from India, hey, we need prayer. The family from this other country that I help, well, they didn't exactly know what to do as far as follow them up. Well, I, I've lived in the country. I know what to do. Yeah, yeah. So if you get involved in people's lives, you can help them. You know, talking that girl in 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 in, in like a like a Volkswagen she had, it was a little bit hard. Like I said, smoke's coming my face. Music going on. <laughs> What's going on here? But you know what? She needed help, and God sent me to the store to help. Okay, and I didn't have to judge whether she should be, should be smoking or listening hard, heavy metal or whatever. That's not it. God, she needed a church, and she needed help. Mm -hmm. These people needed a green card. The family that Manny was praying for needed a green card. So keep going into all the world. Be aware, obviously, of sharing the gospel, but also be aware and be ready to meet some of the practical needs. Mm -hmm. Well, let's go back to Romans 11, okay? We kind of cut off from there last week, and let Manny read uh, Romans 11, 11. You know, Romans 11, 11 states, I say then, have, you, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation has come unto the Gentiles. Wow. So we've been talking about, you know, the Jews were, were they totally excluded? And this is kind of the first few verses in Romans 11. And we're saying, no, they weren't. There were still some, just like in Elijah's day, there were still some that had bowed the knee to Baal or whatever. But in this particular case, the Bible's kind of put a, if you want to call it a different emphasis on this scripture. And they say they take phrase, okay, have they stumbled, they should fall. It kind of goes more as like, did they stumble so far mm. that they're beyond any hope? They're beyond recovery. They're beyond any chance of reconciliation. So again, the focus is a little bit, are they totally beyond recovery? Are they totally, if you want to call it, lost? Mm. And again, we're going to say the answer is no. We know that the Jews, possibly many, are finding Jesus as Messiah. Now, maybe not a ton, but enough that we all know there's a lot of Messianic Jews. And we cannot say if you want to say, okay, is it X, Y, Z percent? But we know there's enough that we would know about it. And we know that one day it says, one day as a whole, they're going to return unto God. Okay. So you want to just be praying for them. And, and again, we're not saying they're totally beyond recovery. And we'll see some more explanation in the next few verses. Actually, you know, in, in verse 12, it says, now if the fall of them be riches of the world, then despising of them the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. That's, that's, that is very powerful. That Listen, <laughs> well, you know, the Gentiles benefited from the Jews rejecting Jesus. So mm -hmm. once they rejected him, okay, he went, okay, if you would, to the Gentiles. And the same way, remember Paul was ministering to the Gentiles. Right. Some were ministering to Jews, but God said, hey, these people don't want me. I want to go with these other people. They're going to want me. <laughs> And the Jews, if you would, they walked away from Jesus. I think some of you want to call it, they even ran away right. with the Gentiles. And again, we're not saying every single Gentile, but many Gentiles 
They went the opposite way. They started walking to Jesus. They're running to him. And they came to him. They enjoyed. They profited from having a relationship with Jesus, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. I think Jesus, I didn't mean to cut you out, Gary, but also I, I'm yeah. reminded of something here is that even Jesus was telling his, the disciples, even in your own hometown, you won't be received so right? Or many times, you can just <laughs> dust your dust your feet and move on, buddy. Right, right. You know, they call you, aren't you just the carpenter? Yeah, yeah. It's like you're like nothing, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes people, aren't you, Gary, that guy in my class, my high school classroom or my college classroom? Well, how, how do you know about these things? I said, well, I guess they are born again. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> um, again, the fall of the Jews, this verse is saying, it basically, as you want to call it, came or promoted a great awakening, okay? Mm -hmm. And how much more, as this is saying now, it was a great awakening because they left, how much more is the world going to benefit when they come back, okay? How much more is it, so to speak, how much more influence will Jesus have when the Jews receive him as Lord and Savior? Anyway, let's go on to verse 13. You know, 13, it says, For I speak to you, Gentiles. So he's speaking right to them. Inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office. That's interesting. You know, that he that he says, I magnify my office because he was saying it's magnified to the glory of God. Amen. That, that, that I'm, I'm just like, I, no, you know what I mean? It's not exactly. Paul's not saying me. Right. But he's saying me, I'm, I'm a, a, an apostle to the Gentiles. I magnify my office. He's saying, do as I do as I do him. Right. Right. And I know that, that people are listening. You understand that any great minister, anybody that's well used by God, they're doing it for God's glory. You know, we lay hands on the sick. We don't heal them. There's a power that comes through us, but the power comes from God. And when people realize that, that there's been great work among the Gentiles, they say it's great work because of what Jesus did on the cross, and now it's manifesting itself. These Gentiles were formerly far away, the tax collector, the woman caught in adultery, their lives are totally changed. They've met the King of Kings. They've met the Lord of Lords. Amen. And again, we see lives transformed. And so God gets the glory because we're not trans we're not the Holy Spirit. We don't transform them. We don't make them, if you want to call it, born again. The Holy Spirit makes them born again. Right. So again, just like Paul said, I magnify us. Many are trying to magnify if you with this podcaster and this radio program. Not again for our glory, but to say this is what the King of Kings and Lord of Lords has done. We're encouraging you to go out, find families that need green cars, find families that need salvation, find families maybe need some money or something like that, and help them get involved. Again, like we said this earlier, we're trying to glorify, we're trying to lift up the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of Gary, not the kingdom of Manny, not right. our church, no. some church on the corner, or some church in Odessa, Texas, or Emerald, <laughs> Texas, or Dallas. No, we're trying to lift up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And again, as we do this, it's like Paul said, as we magnify our offices, we magnify what God's doing. He gets glory, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, Paul had a great ministry to the Gentiles, but remember, he also wanted to, so speak, see the Jews saved. And I, there's a, a thing, Manny, I didn't quite understand this, but one commentary makes a, a point that Paul kind of got off going after Jews, maybe a little bit more than he should have, or mm -hmm. maybe more than he was called to, and he actually got into some trouble. Maybe we say unnecessary trouble, <laughs> and they do make a good point: is that you want to stay consistent with your calling. And I know I tried to lead worship, you know, a number of years ago, or just do a few things that were really in my calling. 
and it wasn't really anointed and stuff. So I could just point that we wanted to say, hey, my calling is being a teacher, being a pastor, being helps, being in administration, being in giving, da-da-da-da-da, and stay in that calling. It doesn't mean God can't use us differently, you know, in different places once in a while, but make sure you stay in your calling. Well, let's go to verse 11, 14 now. So in 14, it says, if by any means I may provoke the jealousy of those who are my who are my flesh and save some of them. Mm. Save some of them. Save some. So not all of them are going to get saved, but some of them will get saved. Right. And we see that Paul continually to review the present effects of the salvation and reconcile the Gentiles, okay? And he also sees the future effects, okay? When those Jews, when the Israel, if you want to call that as a nation, is going to recognize Jesus, Lord, and come back, okay? So in this verse, he's saying, I'm trying to provoke them, kind of get ready for this future event when they start coming back to them. He said, I'll do it by any means. I'll magnify this or I'll magnify that. You know, that's so powerful. So uh, we go to verse 15. Yeah. Okay. So verse 15, it says, for if the, for if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from death? <laughs> right, I'm reminding you in the Old Testament where he says, choose life or death. Right, right, yeah. But I give you the answer, choose life, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give you the answer, right. So again, this verse is saying, and you could probably understand that it said, if the casting away, okay, allowed or brought the world to reconciliation with God, how much more, okay, when they receive, when the Jews receive Christ, how much more will be, so to speak, I would say planted in this world or exposed in this world. And Paul even says, even like somebody being raised from the dead, like this, the Jews come back from the dead to understand Christ. Okay. Mm. And a couple of verses, when I see this is a couple of verses we shared one of them, not too long ago, we said, they being ignorant of God's righteousness are trying to establish their own. Mm. And then what should we say that the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it, even the righteousness of faith. But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, not attained it. They did not seek it by faith. Mm -hmm. So again, we see people sometimes trying to establish their own righteousness. What's well, Jesus plus, or it's Jesus plus works, or I've got to keep the commandments or something like that. They're not understanding God's righteousness. And so we want to just encourage people and explain to them, Jesus imputed righteousness to you. The Bible said he made us righteous. And the Bible said he gives us power to become the sons and daughters of God. I don't give myself power. Manny doesn't give himself power. We don't give somebody on the street power. God gives him power when they receive Christ, okay? Manny, if you got anything, go ahead. Add to it, then we'll go on and finish up with verse 16. Well, you know, um, one thing that's powerful about who God is is that we're just, we're vessels. That's true. We're, we're vessels. We're, another thing that you could say you're a tool. Right. That's a that's a very good way to describe a tool. That's an excellent way to describe You know what I mean? Because let's say I need a wrench to take out a certain nut. And if I don't find the right tool, right, it's not going to come out. I keep trying different tools to finally I find the right one. And so until God finds the right tool, the right vessel to use for salvation for your family or your friends at work or whatever, he will give you the right scripture, the right tool, or the right example. Right. That's true. A story or something that they could relate to, a testimony or a parable. Right. 
and they'll be like, see that. Man, that'll make sense to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they'll be ready to receive Christ. You know, when I used to drive buses, I remember across the street, there was this Bill Miller's. Um, it, it's like a barbecue place. And I remember one time I went in there and 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 there was a guy, a homeless guy, right next to me. He was, he was next to the line behind me. Uh -huh. and, and and I told the lady, I already knew the manager, and I go, whatever he Whatever he, oh, you gotta pay for his meal. Yeah, right. Whatever he gets, I'll pay for his meal. So, so I pay for his meal, right? But check this out: the next day that I went, because I would go there all the time, Monique would always say, "You have stock in in Bill Miller's." <laughs> but anyway, so the next time, next day I went, the manager was in front. She came up to the front. She goes, "Hi, man," and I said, "Hi, uh, uh, Florence." And she was a real nice lady. You know, I don't know if she was a believer or not. So she just like right away just said, "I got you." Really. I got you. So, you know, God God would do that for the, the faithful. You know, isn't that a wonderful testimony? We're going to have to end here today, but God, Manny was faithful to help this guy, and a manager recognized that. Okay, so again, we're just encouraging you. Go in and see some practical needs. We love you. We bless you. We hope you can join us next week as we go into all the world.